Oh. Good morning, Word of Life Church. I am glad I'm here. I am maybe slightly more awake than some of you guys. I got to tell you, that was awesome. I love getting to sing that song. Thank you. Thank you, band. Thank you, everybody. Um, I, I know that I said last week that Pastor Nick was going to be preaching today. Pastor Nick is really sick. Um, and so we're just going to pause, pray for him. We're also going to pray for uh, Galen Moody, who's also really not feeling well. Um, so you know that he's battling cancer, and so that's not, uh, that's not the safest thing for him. Let's pray together. God, you're awesome. You are high and lifted up. You are holy. You're seated in heaven and continually worshiped. And it is so awesome to hear praises sung from, from your children. Just as your word says that you've ordained praise from the mouths of, of children and infants. And they praised you. And they, and they spoke your word. And Lord, it is, I am so encouraged by that. That you are working faith in their lives. And I love it that I get to talk to young people and hear words of faith. The faith that you gave them, they're using. They're believing. And we believe you, Lord. We worship you. You alone are worthy. Oh, you are so awesome. And we will praise your name forever and ever and ever. We're going to praise your name here. We're going to praise your name as we go. We're going to praise your name when, wherever you take us. And when you decide to take us home to be with you forever, we are going to praise you there too. We praise your name. We recognize your greatness, Lord, and that you came down to be with us. So you know exactly what people are going through Lord, please be with Pastor Nick as, as he's getting better. Um, we pray, Lord God, that, uh, that there's a quick, quick recovery. And um, I, Lord, I'm hoping to see him tonight at, at Night of Joy. You got this, Lord. Lord, you know that we've been praying for Galen, our friend Galen. And um, I love working with him at the food shelf. So Lord, as... Um, as he's fighting off illness and cancer at the same time. I know, Lord God, that you can heal him in a moment. If it's your will, Lord, we just pray that you would heal him right now. And, and if not, then we ask you, Lord God, to be his strength. That no matter what he's walking through right now, Lord, would you be his strength? Because I know either way he's going to glorify you. Lord, we lift up to you. There's a bunch of people struggling with illness right now. And we just ask you to draw near to them with kindness and grace and mercy. We love you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, hey, it's a great, great day to worship the Lord together. And, um, and today, as we are in the... Uh, 
the fourth Sunday in Advent, or our fourth Sunday in Advent, um, we are, are focusing on the names of Jesus as we've been just kind of walking our way through um, all of these great Christmas texts. And today we're talking, He shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, God's plan from the very beginning, God is eternal. He has always been and he always will be. And his plan from the beginning before the foundations of the earth was to send his son to be our savior. That's been the plan all along. If you, if you check out Colossians chapter 1, it says that, he is, that's Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Here in the reading of God's word, it has always been his plan to send his son to be our savior. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a second thought. It wasn't like plan B. It wasn't like, oh no, sin happened. Now what do I do? No, 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 no. From the very beginning, it was God's plan to send his son to be our savior. And it and it sounds kind of crazy. Like, why on earth would God who lives in eternity, be born as a person because he loves us, because he loves us. Before we jump into um, Mary and Joseph and angel visits and all sorts of really cool stuff, we're going to go back in time 700 years. 700 years before Christ was born, 700 years before Christ was born, there was a prophet named Isaiah. Remember, I, I told you a prophet is, is a, 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 someone who God chooses to speak God's word, God's people, and God's timing. That's what a prophet does. And so God chose the prophet Isaiah to to minister during a really hard time. Matter of fact, he was ministering at the exact same time as King Ahaz, who was not a good guy. He was bad. He was downright evil. He killed his own children. That kind of evil. Like there's a whole new brand of evil for someone who kills his own children. Not a good guy. And God gave Isaiah the job to speak God's word to King Ahaz in some very, very tense times. 
You see, Ahaz was the king of, of uh, you know, his throne was in Jerusalem, down in the south in Judah. This is after Israel, the kingdom, of, uh, the people of God had split into two kingdoms because they were having trouble getting along. I know this never happens in your house with your siblings or, or your children, right? They all get along great. We're talking about other people, right? Um, but if you ever experienced, uh, you know, siblings arguing and fighting together, well, think of that on a national level. And that's what happened to God's people. And so they busted apart into two kingdoms, Israel and Judah. And, and King Ahaz was the king in Judah, and he was evil. And God called Isaiah, and he said, it's your job to talk to him. Thanks. Thanks, God. Things were getting tough, like really tense. And it looked like... Everything was about to come apart. King Ahaz was in Jerusalem, and the, the kingdom from the north, Israel, they were coming down to attack, and Syria was coming up to attack, and Jerusalem was surrounded, and King Ahaz was terrified, and he didn't know what to do, and then all of a sudden, he thought he had a great plan. He's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to call another king, to come and help me fight Israel and Syria. And it's in that midst, when Jerusalem is surrounded, when enemy armies are coming and encamping outside, but they haven't quite attacked yet, that's exactly when God sends Isaiah to go talk to King Ahaz. If you have your Bibles, it's, it's this little portion is recorded in Isaiah chapter 7, starting in verse 1, because it's God's word, not mine. And it says, In the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, the king of Judah, Rezin, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, the king of Israel, came up to Jerusalem to wage war against it, but could not yet mount an attack against it. And when the house of David was told, Syria is in league with Ephraim, the heart of Ahaz and all of the, his people shook as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. Sound scared? Yeah. And the Lord said to Isaiah, go, go out to meet Ahaz, you and Shir Jashub, your son, and at the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the washer's field. I love when God gives directions like that. Hey, I need you to go meet a guy. He happens to be the most evil king. Um, here's where you do. Hop on, you know, hop onto the highway, you know, and right down there at the end of the conduit, right near the washer's field, that's where you're going to meet him. And say to him, be careful, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your heart be faint because of these two smoldering stumps of, of firebrands at the fierce anger of Rezin and Syria and the son of Remaliah, because Syria with Ephraim and the son of Remaliah has devised evil against you, saying, let's go up against Judah and terrify it. Let's go conquer it for ourselves and set up the son of Tabeel as king in the midst of them. Thus says the Lord God, it shall not stand and it shall not come to pass. In the midst of all of this, 
Ahaz thinks he's got this great plan to call in another, another army, but if he calls in the, the Assyrians, they could just as easily conquer him at the exact same time. God's got a plan. God knows what to do. Even though Ahaz thinks he knows what's up, he doesn't. What God is saying is that right in this midst, right at this time, even when the city is surrounded, even when the armies are coming, God's got this. And so Isaiah says to this king, calm down, just relax, be quiet. God's got this. Now, that's God speaking to an enemy king, to a, you know, to, to a king who's evil. I do not recommend you do that in your household. If you get into this season and one of your spouses or your children is really worried or anxious and it feels like everything is kind of closing in around them, here's what not to do. Oh, hey, be quiet. Just calm down. God's got this. I wouldn't do that. I mean, you might do that, but I wouldn't do that. Why? Because it, but when it comes from God, God knows the truth. God knows what's going to happen, even when Ahaz thinks he knows, God really knows. So in the midst of this anxious situation, with the, surrounded by the enemy armies, God says, Relax. Quiet down. I got this. And Ahaz doesn't believe a word of it. Doesn't believe a word of it. Nope. God says, I got a plan. Ahaz says, nope. And then God says, In verse 10, again the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz says, I will not, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, hear then, O house of David. Is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore... The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and, he, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Translated means God with us. Yeah, in the midst of this highly anxious time, God says, I get it. You don't believe me. So I'll tell you what, ask for a sign. I will move heaven and hell for you. I will move heaven and hell for you just to give you a sign. All you got to do is ask, what's the sign? What's it going to take for you to believe that God's got this? And Ahaz demonstrates how much he doesn't believe. Because then he feigns faith. And he's like, oh, no, no. I won't test the Lord God as if like killing your family wasn't testing the Lord God. <laughs> like, oh no, I can't do that. And then God says, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a sign anyways, whether you like it or not, whether you ask for it or not. I'm going to give you the sign of signs. The promise that has been here from the very beginning. And that's when God says, 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. 700 years later, we hear this. Matthew, chapter 1, starting in verse 18, in Jesus' name, because it's God's word, not mine. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When Mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Consider these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Here ends the reading of God's word. This is how the birth of Jesus takes place. God remembers. God remembers that promise that he made, that sign that he said he's going to give. And even though King Ahaz didn't believe him, God is faithful to keep his promises. And so years later, God sends an angel to Mary. And, 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 and Mary hears this message that she's going to give birth to a son. And she's like, how? I'm a virgin. And God's like, I got this. And the Holy Spirit impregnates her with the Son of God. Now, I don't know how Joseph found out. It does not record that in the Bible. I don't know if, like, if Mary talked to Joseph and, and Joseph's like, hey, uh, that looks like a baby. How'd that happen? Because Joseph knows, not mine. Um, you know, and, and, and I don't know if it was Mary who told him, hey, so here's what happened. Got a visit from an angel. I know. It's a, yep. Got a visit from an angel. And, got, and then Holy Spirit came over me. And the, so the child inside of me is the son of God. And I don't know if Joseph was like, look, uh, I'm no expert, but it happened that way. You see, Joseph thinks he knows. He thinks he knows what's going on because he looks at the whole situation and he's like, yeah, right. Angels and like God babies. Sure. And so then, and so then his plan is just like, he's like, look, he's, and Joseph is a just man. Okay, now there's two kind of takes on this whole, this word just. That he's a just man, that meaning he just wants to do what's right. 
Okay, He just wants to do what's right. But there's another side to this word for just, and that's that he is justified. That means that God looks at him justified, never sinned. And so what we see here is that the Son of God is being birthed into a believing family. Joseph is a believer in, in, in who God is. He just thinks he knows what's really going on. He just doesn't realize he's deadly wrong. He's just wrong. He just doesn't know it. And so while, while Mary gets a from an angel, like during the day, you know, the angel's like there appearing before her, apparently uh, getting a hold of, um, getting a hold of, of Joseph was kind of, is kind of like getting a hold of some of you, you know, like you have to make multiple phone calls, maybe drop an appointment, schedule it out a little ways or something along those lines, because the, uh, the best time for the angel of the Lord to get a hold of Joseph was while he was sleeping. I guess that's the only thing. He must be like Greg. He's just a go, 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 do, 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 you know? That's the best time to get a hold of Greg while he's sleeping. I'll try that next time. <laughs> and so what we have is we have this situation where like an angel appears to Joseph in his dreams and, and as he's appeared in his dreams, we get to hear the, Joseph's heart behind his action. Is he a just man? Yes. Is he believing in God? Yes. Does he want to put Mary to shame? No. Does he believe what's going on? Also, no. Does not believe it. He thinks he knows. But the angel gets to his heart. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. What's going on is that Joseph is afraid. He's afraid. I don't, I don't know what he's afraid of. It sounds similar to Ahaz. He was afraid too. Joseph was afraid. He was afraid to take Mary as his wife. I don't know if he was like afraid of what his neighbors would say or if he was afraid of what his mom would say or maybe he was afraid of like what would happen to his business if he married you know, a woman who was already pregnant. You know, I don't know what he was afraid of. I think he's afraid of not doing the right thing. And so the angel of the Lord, who is a messenger for God, God says to him, don't be afraid. How often are we afraid? We think we know what's going on. We just want to do the right thing. But maybe when life gets going, we get afraid. How often are we afraid where we think we know what's going on and we come up with our own plan and when life is just kind of closing in around us, we get scared. What are you afraid of? Don't have to shout it out. Just think. Not beyond like spiders or snakes or, you know, or whatever, or horror films. No, deep down, what are you afraid of?
Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will, be, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Hint, hint, that we're going to talk about next Sunday. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. How is that possible? That the God of gods, the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, who spoke this world into existence. Yes, the same Son of God who placed the stars in the sky. The same Son of God who, who handcrafted humanity. The same Son of God who spoke it into existence. All of it. The same Son of God who, who's <coughs> putting the heavens together, that same Son of God chose to be born as a person. The Son of God chose to be in a girl's womb for like over nine months. Yeah, the Son of God, all that Son of God power, He chose to limit Himself and be made into a baby boy. The Son of God who chose to be pushed through a birth canal, that's Son of God. The Son of God who, who grew up little by little, just like the little kids around here. The Son of God did that. He clothed himself in humanity, and I can't help but think like, why would you do that? Being a person is kind of gross. I mean, no, seriously, like there's all this like fleshy stuff and like bodily fluids. And I mean, there's some gross things that humans have to go through. Not to mention all the like, hey, we need to eat like all the time. And then we also need to like digest that food and turn it into energy. And then, but wait, there's more. There's also like illness and stuff. I just had a really gross experience this, this morning. I was over at the New Prague campus, online campus. I am sorry just for you to hear this, okay? But at least you don't have to experience it. I was over at the, at the New Prague campus, and, um, and, and all of a sudden, I just started coughing, and I, like, like, I coughed up a lot of really nasty stuff into my hand while I was in the middle of a conversation with Jeff Moots. <laughs> and Jeff was like, yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> Why? Because it's gross. And, you know, go wash hands the whole nine yards, maybe wash hands again. Yeah, that's better. Um, you know, be, being a person, being a human, humanity is kind of gross. When you think about all the stuff that we go through, why would the Son of God, who's clothed in, 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 in glory in heaven, who's seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, who is completely holy, completely pure, why would he choose to put a body on like ours? Because he loves us. 
Because he loves us so much. Because that's been the plan the whole time. Is for the Son of God to clothe himself in flesh and live life like us so that he knows exactly what we're going through and so that he would also die on a cross for us. Joseph thought he knew what was going on. And in all honesty, sometimes we look at life, whether it's our life or the, or the neighbor's life or somebody else, and we think we know what's going on too. We think we know what's happening over at our neighbor's house. We think we know what's happening over with our friend's family. We think we know what's happening. And all too often, the truth is we really don't. But when God sends an angel to visit Joseph, his reaction as the son of David, because you can hear these mirroring things, son of David was the title that, that God was calling King Ahaz by, even though he didn't deserve it. That's the title for the king. And what does he say to Joseph? He calls him son of David. No matter how Joseph sees himself, God sees him as the son of David. And when God speaks to him and says, Mary's going to have a baby boy, <clears throat> she's going to give birth to Emmanuel, God with us, and you're going to call his name Jesus. Joseph hears the gospel. He hears the good news. And unlike Ahaz who rejected it, Joseph believes and it changes his life and actions. You see, the gospel produces good works and that's exactly what happens in Joseph's life. He hears the gospel. He hears that the Son of God is going to be born. He hears the truth about what's up with Mary and he believes it. And as soon as he wakes up, he changes his life. God changes his life. He obeys. He goes and, 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 and takes Mary into his house, and, he, and, he, and they don't have sex, you know, just to make sure that everything's up and up. And sure enough, she gives birth to a baby boy, the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. And Joseph didn't forget either. Here we are months later and he remembers what God said to him. You shall call his name Jesus. Because he's going to save his people from their sins. And that's what we're going to talk about next Sunday morning. Jesus, who saves his people from their sins. There are these times in our life when we feel like we know what's up. But often we don't really know. Years ago, I was uh, pastoring at a different church, not this church. I don't want you to be confused because I'm going to talk about my neighbor, uh, and, and it's not Jerry, okay? <laughs> to be clear. 
years ago. I was at another church. And, um, <clears throat> and my neighbor got arrested. That's why I didn't want you to think it was Jerry. <laughs> my neighbor got arrested. And, and like there was a TV camera crew there and, and, and everything. And, there, you know, and, and shortly after, it's, and this, he's a great guy, really is. Uh, I think his name's Joe. And uh, just a great guy. And, um, I, and he is a volunteer EMT, volunteer, worked, worked at the fire department. His job job was uh, to be a pharmaceuticals rep for a pharmaceutical company, a drug rep. Uh, so ironic that he got arrested for becoming a drug dealer. Um, and, and his name got plastered, his name and face got plastered all over the news, and, and it was in the newspaper. And, and, and shortly after that, uh, an, an, a camera crew was uh, parked in, um, in, in the parking lot next to our house. Uh, so it was like church, house, parking lot, and they were parked right there, and they were interviewing some of the neighbors. <clears throat> and then they interviewed me. So they're thinking, man, this guy lives next to a pastor. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Weeks later, Joe's lawn looks terrible. So I go over. I mowed my lawn, mowed his lawn. I didn't even think he was out of jail yet. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm mowing his lawn, and he comes out the back door right when I was about finished up. And he said, hey, I heard what you said about me on TV. And I said, hey, you know, I could only say what I know. hard because you're hardly ever home. I know that you uh, serve this community by volunteering as an EMT and a firefighter. I know that you're a great dad because I see you playing basketball with your son in our parking lot every chance you get. All that other stuff, I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. And he just said, thank you. The rest of the neighbors said some uh, pretty, pretty awful stuff. Thank you. I said, all I know is the truth. I don't know about that other stuff. And he said, I know that... This is what everybody's supposed to say, but I got to tell you, I'm innocent. And months later, he was proven innocent. But they didn't put that on the news. And they didn't put it on the front page of the paper. You see, sometimes we think we know what's going on, just like the rest of my neighbors. They thought they knew what was going on. But the truth is, most of the time we really don't know. But when God speaks into our life, that we know is the truth. Amen. That we know is the truth. Joseph thought he knew what was going on with Mary, but God spoke into his life. 
the truth, and it changed his life. The gospel created obedience and faith. And it does the same exact thing for you and me. You see, Jesus was born, Emmanuel, God with us. And guess what? God is still with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, each and every one of us who is believing in Jesus as our Savior, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And believe it or not, the Holy Spirit leads and guides you. He's going he's gonna to help these kids remember those verses. Because I know it, because God does that for me. I'll like, I'll like remember a Bible verse that, I, that I'm like, man, when was the last time I memorized a verse in King James? I must have been a little kid. But God could do that. Bring to our memory his word and his faithfulness, and it changes our lives. Emmanuel means God with us, and he is still with us today. He loves you. He's with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Let's pray. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we come before you with, with praise and thanksgiving. You are the one and only. And Lord, it blows my mind that you love us so much that you chose to put a body on to be born in the flesh. Because you love us. You lived life just like us, experiencing what we experienced because you love us. You got hungry, you got tired, you cried just like us because you love us. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you, God, for loving us so much that you would come and live with us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Heavenly Father, for sending the Holy Spirit because you love us. Lord, we confess that, that we get scared, that life gets kind of crazy. Like, like King Ahaz and the surrounding army, sometimes life feels like it's just kind of wrapping in around us. Help us to hear your word, do not be afraid. So calm down. Be quiet. Help us to believe you got this. Even when we're afraid, even when we worry, you got this. We ask you, Lord God, to please lead and guide us through the power of your Holy Spirit. You are still with us today. And you always will be. And someday, someday we'll be praising you in heaven for all of eternity. But between now and then, you are with us. 
It's in your name we pray. Lord Jesus, Emmanuel, amen.